Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and uh, thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about Jesus, what Jesus is teaching us on this journey of faith. Um, today we have a guest joining us to talk about discipleship. This is the first one of uh, this new idea and we hopefully are going to have regular guests coming on, uh, talking with me and sharing about their personal journey of discipleship and what they think is important for us as believers to understand. But today I have Steve Jans with me. He is, I don't even really know how to describe the job titles, but he's a pastor, he's a professor, he's a, college, a Bible college administrator, he's uh, from a missionary family, he's a dad of kids that are in ministry, he's a grandpa, he's a coffee snob that... Makes Easy. his own beans. Easy. Oh no, he's not a snob. He's a good guy. We drink his coffee. <laughs> Steve, tell me, tell the people a little bit about yourself. What do they need to know? What did I miss in my long great. list? <laughs> First of all, thanks for having me here. It's wonderful to be here with you, Steve. And I do appreciate your podcast that you guys are putting out oh, there. Thanks. I think it's uh, relevant and uh, timely for Christians. I think you covered it pretty good. Yeah, we've been, uh, my wife and I, Sarah, moved out from Winnipeg after pastoring for 25 yep. years out here to the Shoe Swap to help launch our BC campus of Miller College of the Bible. And and before Winnipeg, you were where? Was in uh, Brandon, Manitoba for five and a half years. And before that? I, we, we began our ministry way back in the dark ages in uh, Prince Edward Island. Prince Edward church Island. planting, he is a church co- revitalization kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Coast to coast Canadian right. pastor. Got yeah. the middle with Manitoba, yeah. got the, the bookends with BC and, and Prince Edward Island. It's a good place to land the proverbial plane out here in the west yeah yeah and uh just so you guys know uh the church that i serve in uh steve has been serving as an elder he's on lots of the organizational boards and policy procedure stuff and all those kinds of things and uh if you have a german speaker Mm. he's quick to jump in and speak german all the time because you you were raised in germany right uh, I was born in northern Alberta, one year old, and then mom and dad uh, moved to Germany uh, as missionaries. So yeah. I lived there for 17 years. And um, yeah, I have an older sister who's three years older than I, just the, the two of us. And then after, after um, my graduation at Black Forest Academy, mm-hmm. came back to go to Bible school. I was not a believer at the time, yeah. um, but uh, mom and dad sort of instilled in us that we do a year of Bible college. So ended up going to the, our home campus in Saskatchewan in Pamburn, and uh, it was in my second semester there that the Lord drew me to Himself. I think He was drawing me all along. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so you've me. been involved with Miller College yeah. of the Bible since you were eighteen. Yep, that's true. Yeah, that was my that's first a, exposure in a sense. That's a, yeah. that's a long and windy road. It is a long one, <laughs> and uh, yeah, lots of changes, but. Uh, grateful to be in this role now out here as the director of the, the Bible College. Yeah, man. And we're excited, like for, for me and Teresa, uh, our oldest son went through the full meal deal, did a full four-year uh, degree there, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. And uh, this fall, we have our youngest son jumping in, uh, right. and uh, you know, a great number of people come through our church campus who have deep Miller connections, which mm-hmm. is uh, always a, a good thing. And your, your oldest son, Micah, is actually sort of becoming part of the Miller family by marrying a Miller alumni. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, 
I was going to say it's deeply inbred, but that's probably not the right word. <laughs> no, he, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, he, the bridal college deal worked. He it went does to college. sometimes work it, out. You know, he, uh, him and his uh, fiance, they made it through school as friends and they were, uh, and then as school ended, they, uh, they figured out that, uh, their friendship was mm. maybe a bit more. Yeah. So that's we've awesome. got a, we got a wedding coming up here in the fall, which will be, which will be good. So we brought you on to talk about discipleship, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, it's going to be the same few questions to everybody who joins me in this. And, and it's just basically, uh, what does discipleship mean to you? So you can try to define it, or you can try to you know just share what it looks like for your, or what it means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, then the second question is more or less, what does it look like in your life? Uh, what does it look like in work, family, ministry? I know for you, work is ministry, um, but yeah. for some folks that we'll have on here, those will be two different sure. things. But what does this mean? Like, how do you disciple your wife? How have you done this with your kids? How do you do this with your grandkids? All of that kind of stuff. And then the the big uh, final crescendo, of, so to speak, is if you could teach everybody <laughs> one thing about discipleship, mm. what is it that you would want them to like have downloaded into their brain mm. and, and to hold on to? So... I guess I'll just launch the first one at you. What does discipleship mean to you personally? Yeah, you know what? Um, my sense is that as a follower of Jesus, uh, I long to, and because he has given me a new heart through his work of regeneration, um, I have a desire to become more like my Lord mm. and my Savior yeah, and yeah. my treasure, Jesus. So um, the short the short answer of discipleship is becoming more like Jesus. Yeah. Um, following him in such a degree to such a degree that um, I begin to emulate him in my heart attitudes. Yeah. Uh, maybe not our outernal actions, although I mean our yeah. actions do um, flow out of our heart. And uh, so discipleship would then mean simply having somebody come alongside of me, or shoulder to shoulder with another brother mm-hmm. um, or sister, uh, or pouring into somebody who might not be at the same place that I am at in my yeah. spiritual maturity, and bringing them along to pursue Jesus with all they, they've got. It might even begin pre-regeneration for some yeah, people, yeah. like that discipleship process. Yeah, kind of that 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 bringing them along in yeah. understanding to where they have that crisis moment where right. they have to decide what they do with Jesus. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. Yeah. So it, it really is, I want to become more like Jesus and I need help with that. His spirit lives in me, so he's going to be doing the heavy lifting in my life. Yeah, yeah. But having brothers and sisters, in, uh, Peter says, encourage one another every day while it's still called today. Yeah, so exactly. there's that encouraging, coming alongside, exhorting one another, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, for you, uh, discipleship, really has a big piece of communal um we do this in community like together you 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 walk together with uh other brothers and sisters in christ and 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 on that journey but there's also this kind of almost uh you know to throw the theological terms you've got this idea like there is a progressive Mm -hmm. sanctifying aspect to uh discipleship in that it could start before somebody understands who Christ is in salvation and, and well, not could, it does. It does, yeah. And, and pushes all the way through to the end of your days kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's so true. And the reality is that sometimes that progression in our sanctification is, it, it can be dirty and ugly and hard. And yeah. um, if I have a brother in my life, uh, as I have in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the past, I'm, I'm getting old now, you know, I'm one of those yeah, old dudes. yeah. Um, but who then can notice areas or see things where maybe I'm not being like Jesus, yeah. 
for them to come alongside and press in on that and say, hey, there maybe there's some repentance that needs to happen here. Have you done some hard examination in this area, whatever? And, th- and that's, um, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so oh, that's a, totally it's a it's a good thing, but it can be painful in the moment. Oh, but that, man, the results. Wow. I love that. I love that iron sharpening iron passage specifically for uh, when you t- when you get somebody who loves it, they don't recites the passage and they're like, yeah. have you ever sharpened anything? And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, take a, Try take, a take a, take a rasp and yeah. sharpen an ax and watch how much, you know, metal is removed. Yeah. Like Friction it's not, yeah, tension. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a comfortable no. process at but times. But boy, right? the results, you just get sharper. And, I mean, that was take it, that in all, in all is it Abraham Lincoln was said, if I have to cut down a tree in 10 hours, I'm going to take nine hours to sharpen the ax yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I forget yeah, the hours, yeah, but yeah. it's like, it's all it's about, worth it. It's all about sharpening the tool, and, and our life becomes part of that tool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how does that work out in your life? How Or how has yeah. that? You any, know, here you I know? am, um, 30, it's going to be 37 years uh, in ministry. Um, actually, it, it just, yeah, I'm in my 37th year of ministry. Yeah. Um, God has been very kind and faithful, but I, I did not get here on my own in, yeah. in the sense of I'll just kind of slug it out. I make it, you know. And so there have been, um, right from, even as a child, my mom and dad who loved Jesus pouring into us, mm-hmm. um, presenting Jesus as beautiful to us. But then maybe take it to when I did trust Christ in my second semester of my first year of Bible college. And uh, men at that stage who yeah. took me under their wing and have mentored me into ministry, my first church at PEI, I drove up to PEI in my 1970 Nova and landed there. I was 21 years old pastoring this little church. Yeah. There was a, a pastor in Charlottetown who uh, knew me from, he was a pastor in the prairies uh, during one of our furloughs when we were back from Germany. And um, he took me under his wing as a, hmm. a young young pastor. He was seasoned and, and mentored yeah, yeah. and discipled me in that. And it's just carried on to, the, to, to this day that I have disciples and mentors in my life who yeah. are willing to walk. If I have a, if I have a, a question, I can pick up the phone or, yeah. or they press in on things. It's so important to have those, those uh, kind of stalwarts of faith that have mm. gone before you who realize the, the gift that they have in sharing, you know, information, journey, encouragement yeah. to, to younger people in faith, right? Men and women. Yeah. But specifically, if you go into ministry, right, yeah, to have some pastors who have gone before you that you can that you can reach out. Can you can you remember the names of the guys? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in Charlottetown, it was uh, Bob Dunlop, who, yeah. and he's still alive. He's in his nineties, still preaches awesome. um, on, on occasion on Sundays. Yeah. Has a sharp mind. Um, yeah, so he he stood out. Alpha Doric was a yeah. mentor of mine during my time out there, and. Uh, at Transcone Alliance Church, I, yep. I leaned heavily on him, and there have been other guys who have just uh, yeah. spoken. And so, you know, I think some of our teachers back in the day, it used to be called Miller Memorial Bible yep. Institute. Uh, I think of Mr. Peeler, who, who yep. I don't know for whatever reason, he he wrote me several letters even after I left yeah. college, and it was back when they <laughs> when it was actually a pen to paper, yeah, yeah, and a, no, a stamp, and yep. I think I've probably gotten rid of those. I wish I would have kept them, but concerned yeah. and. and um, uh, concerned about my ministry, I don't know that there was any sort of admonition other than carry on, you know, yeah. keep going. Oh, it's that's incredible. So good. so good. I actually remember going to Miller uh, 
well, I went to Canadian Bible College right. in Regina, but we would road. come out to play soccer, and we loved Miller because we it was an easy win. <laughs> we, <laughs> easy were bigger, we were a bigger, we were a bigger, we were a bigger school. No, so it we is had, true. We had yeah. more, we had missionary kids yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff. So it was an easy win, but man, the food was so much yeah. better than our cafeteria, right? Food's, so we we liked our yeah. trips to Miller That's just awesome. for the food. Yeah, um, That's yeah. Good. Um, so how's it worked out in, that's, that's kind of a work thing. Mm -hmm. How's it, how for you has it act, has discipleship actually looked like as a parent? And, and you've got, like we just said before we started recording, um, you got three kids Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, two boys and a daughter and they're all in church ministry, like doing the whole vocational thing as, as pastors and pastor's wife, right? Yeah. Yeah, Our one son is missionary with his wife down in, in Mexico. Sorry, missionary for one. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, maybe just just throw this out. To, it, it it really our kids walk with the Lord. Um, we we as parents have been called to disciple, shepherd our mm. families. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, though, their walk with the Lord is grace and grace alone. Yep. And I recognize that. hundred oh, percent. But but I and so that I don't think that that's the question. I don't think you're just wanting like what 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 would yeah you do? like what did you do like There's so many parents that are out there. And I'm thinking more like, what would you, how would you encourage those parents who have got toddlers mm. and they're looking at it going, how do I get this kid to their twenties? And, yeah. and yeah. in a way that they love Jesus, love the word and, and, and love the church. Yeah. And, and I mean, a big part of that is discipleship and a big part of that is their journey, mm-hmm. their walk of faith. But, um, um, for whatever whatever reason, you and your wife, as you've journeyed this out, mm-hmm. your children have survived the onslaught of the world, mm-hmm. right? And 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 what you know, what were what were the if you had to think about mm-hmm. what are the key things that you, know, you did either intentionally or yeah. accidentally? Yeah, uh, no, what would so those good. things be? I I um, we praise the Lord for our our kids, our yeah. son who's a pastor in Vernon, Denver who's down in Mexico, and Anna who's married to a pastor up in Chetwind. Yeah. Um, the late '90s, there was a turning point in my own walk with the Lord in terms of my understanding of the gospel. It yeah. was 1998, actually, at one of our general assemblies. Right. That the Lord um, started uh, doing a very kind work in my own heart, where gospel reality moved from uh, the gospels for people who don't know Jesus, and then we move on to something else. To Yes, the gospel is for those who don't know Jesus, but the gospel is also for me as a follower yeah. of Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. the impact, realities, promises of gospel, it really is sanctification. Years ago, there was a book by a guy named Marshall called The Gospel Mysteries of Sanctification. So he brings together this idea of our sanctification, our, our holiness, our journey towards being more like Jesus, yep. which is sanctification, yep. holiness. Um, really must have at its core a gospel centrality or gospel foundation. Um, when we trust Christ, we are united with Christ and his identity becomes our identity and we are placed into him and he comes to live in us by his spirit, mm-hmm. which is an incredible reality. Yeah. And it's so when that, the Lord... It's that great, ex- like it's yes. this great exchange. I think it's uh, Jerry Bridges calls it the great... Well, it's probably older than it's it is. Luther who talks about Luther talks about yeah. yeah. Bridges has the book called The Great That's Exchange. That's right, yeah. But it's that... Like, Double imputation. Yeah, right? it's just like it, it's it's yeah. it's incredible when we think uh, how much grace that takes. It's so from wonderful. God for us yeah. to us, right? Yeah. So, so Steve, when that started um, working itself out in my own heart, I, I I think if you were to press in on my two boys and my daughter and my wife Sarah, 
um, and it's grown since then, obviously. But in the 2000s, when we moved to Winnipeg to pastor there, uh, relationally, I think you just have to be in your kid's life all the time. And so our boys are uh, about seven years older. Our our daughter's seven years younger than our youngest son. So our boys were kind of a little bit on their own, and then Anna came along. But we just were very intentional about being in their lives. They all went to secular school, and um, we knew that friends have a huge, play a huge part in influence. And I don't know, I'm sure there were days that passed, but there were very few days that would have passed where we didn't say, hey, who are you hanging out with? What's going on in your life? Yeah, yeah. And so just being in in your kids' lives and having uh, having them know that there's absolute freedom to come and talk about anything, Mm. confess your sins to mom and dad can be hard because there typically is going to be some sort of repercussion to that, mm, yeah. but a safe place to know that the, the repercussion will be because they love you. And so it was during those years that um, uh, in our walking with our children, uh, I would really, and Sarah, my wife, would press in with gospel truths. Mm. Um, you know, maybe our, our kid, one of our sons was struggling with some identity stuff, perhaps. Yeah. And, and then just bringing in, well, well, what does our identity really yeah, mean? Yeah. What does that look like for us? Yeah, that and constant totally application of the gospel to ap- every applying situation. Applying the right? gospel to as many situations. Why, why, did you, why did you just lie to us? Yeah. We just caught you in a lie. What, you're, you're, you, you think that that's going to bring you more joy than Jesus is. Yeah. And the reality, Jesus lives in you and he will bring oh, you joy. So, so it was always trying to circle back to some sort of gospel truth, reality, yeah. And apply it in the situation. I mean, we would have family devotions, probably not as consistently as we should have or could have or yep. maybe would have wanted to with work schedules and all that. Yeah, but yeah. we did do that. But but I do think it was almost more in the journey of life after school, in the mm. evenings, on Sunday afternoons when we, were, when we were at the car, excuse me, car show in Winnipeg to have those conversations with the boys or with Anna yeah, yeah. and um, apply the gospel, apply mm. gospel truths to specific situations whereby maybe the Lord in his grace would light, uh, turn on the light in their brain and say, oh, oh, this actually does matter. This yeah, is more important. Yeah, yeah. So good. And so, uh, you know, because I know this is, was always, has always and is a struggle for, uh, for my wife and I being in ministry. You get to a spot where all of a sudden you realize, hey, like I'm, I'm everything uh, to my kid. Like I'm the pastor. I'm right. the, yeah, yeah, I'm the, the dad. I'm the... <laughs> Um, teacher, whatever. How, how proactive were you, or have have you been proactive in trying to find uh, those mentors for your kids? Is that something that you thought through and and sought out, or was that something that kind of happened organically, or was it not a big deal in your world? No, it was a big deal, and I would say um, part of it was organic, and part of it once it became organic, and I, by God's grace, I saw that. Uh, I then tr- we tried to pour on fuel, and it was it was primarily our time out in in Winnipeg when I was pastoring out there, and then when uh, both our middle son Denver came out here for yeah. Bible college, and our daughter came for a year as well. But uh, there were a couple of guys in our church in Winnipeg, older guys, like older than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of them, you might even know the Smarts, Doug Smart. Yep. Yep. So Doug was on on our team, on on our staff team. He was our our pastor of community life, and um, he just took great interest. Peter Hebert out there was another guy, and 
they would they would just they took our sons under their wings yeah, and yeah. would take them out for burgers at Salisbury House in Winnipeg or mm-hmm. um, whatever it was and press in in their life and make phone calls and drop by. We had some of our younger guys. Um, I'm thinking about Oliver Meads and and Sean and some of some of the younger. Yeah. Uh, so younger than I, but quite a bit older youth sponsors who would actually invest and yeah. and then phone up these guys to say, hey, I don't think I'm getting through as a dad, as a as a pastor, as a teacher yeah. right now. I actually need some help here. And these guys, they would drop almost everything. I mean, they yeah. if they were at work, they wouldn't. They would right. make arrangements to come play ball yeah. or take somebody out for okay. coffee. And that was that was the that was my. I was wondering how that worked out because because mm-hmm. for you, I know that you've already kind of hit on. Like discipleship is a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we're on a we're on a linear, circular kind of journey. Sure, uh, yep. it, towards Christ likeness, where the where the you know there's this progressiveness to it, but there's also this community reality. Like yeah. people, you need to you need to have more people in your life leading <laughs> so you down that true. road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the million dollar question to yeah. ask pastors is, yeah. how have you discipled your wife? How does that work in your marriage? Oh, man. Um, I wish I could say, um, <laughs> you know, um, this is what I'm going to say. I could have done a whole lot better in so oh, many yeah. in so many places. Yeah, when you look back, and, uh, yeah, this is me speaking, but yeah. when you look back, you just see all the spots you could have done better, Yeah. right? And oh, it's just man. so easy to, to miss those opportunities. I think, I think, I think to some degree, Steve, it's proportionate to what the Lord's doing in your life that, oh, yeah. it, that it gets poured out. Right. So I think er, our early days, um, uh, idealistic young, mm-hmm. you know, not that I'm not loud now, but probably louder, a little bit more brash back then. Oh man. Louder. I know, I, it's hard to, for Steve, most people. <laughs> in case you, if you've never met Steve, uh, when he comes into a room, you know that he's in the room. I'm sorry, and it, it's, I not, do it's not it's not it's not in a bad thing. Like he's a tall guy, and he's just got one of those booming voices that just carries. It's yeah, right. and it's not that you're yelling or you're loud. No. You're just using your normal voice. It, it has gotten me into trouble though. To, just to be honest, man, yeah, yeah. not more than more than just once. <laughs> but I I'm gonna just I'll go back to the early two thousands, um, yeah. late nine ninety eight ninety nine, um, and. I think if you were to press in on Sarah, um, uh, the the impact that the gospel had on me then starts playing itself. Because I'm thinking out loud, yep. I'm talking about stuff, and so there's going to be pickup there as well. But I would say it's been in the last uh, seven to ten years that I've just seen uh, Sarah grow in mm. incredible ways. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I I honestly I just I can't take any credit for that other than trying to be her cheerleader yeah. and encourage her. Yeah. Um, but the, the hunger that she has for God's word, the desire that she has for um, loving Jesus more, pursuing him, uh, the desire that she has in, in discipling others with that yeah. has been a, a work. You know, I think there are seasons as well. So up until um, about seven years ago, we had kids at home, our daughter yeah. Anna. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm so grateful to Sarah for her um, investment in our family, though there were some um, part-time jobs that she had. Her yeah. primary focus was really caring for right. our kids growing up, and that was a gift from the Lord and something that she wanted to do. Yeah. Um, yeah but then when Anna finally left, and actually she left before Denver. Denver was the last to come. <laughs> okay. yeah. He was in and out for a couple of years, got married. Um, the Lord just started doing an unbelievable work in her yeah. life. And so I have, 
you know, she'll come. We have conversations today that we would not have had 15 years ago. Right. Theological conversations or conversations about hard things that that we just, we wouldn't have even probably known how to go about talking about those things right. outside of the, the gospel context. And um, so I'm just so grateful to the Lord for her, uh, for her trajectory and yeah. the work that the Spirit of God has been doing in her life and her submission to that. And, and as, a, as a husband, um, my role is to lead as much mm-hmm. as I can by example, but then also to cheer her on and encourage yeah. her in, in what the Lord's doing. And yeah. uh, it's, been a, it's, a bit, it's been a joy, a grace. Yeah. Well, it's, I know, like, you know, being in, having, having you and your wife in the same church as us here at a different mm-hmm. campus, but the same church, uh, you see the evidence of that in the in the Bible studies that mm-hmm. that she leads and the the yeah. materials that you see and you're like okay this is a, this is a lady who mm-hmm. who has discovered the depth of Scripture yeah. and and loves yeah. loves the Word right it's an and thing. and that's a you know my wife is on that very similar journey yeah. where she's yeah. like you know we're doing this podcast and she's she's ripping through the Psalms one at a time so with all good. of my commentaries like I yeah. I'm not doing that work it's so good and and, w- and what are you doing you're cheering her on yeah I'm cheering her on I'm yeah. I'm sitting here as she talks about it and I'm like that's a good point point. and then I you know I'm just doing never what saw I, that before yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's so it's good. it's good to like it's so good but it, you know just like you said you look back and go oh man why didn't we do this uh, yeah. <laughs> why didn't we do this way earlier you know I I was in my office this morning and then we had a a meeting. I had a meeting with some of our staff, and I got back, and I typically don't take my phone along, and so I got back, and I picked up my phone, and there was a three-paragraph message from my wife encouraging me mm. uh, in something that the Lord impressed on her heart this morning, yeah. and said, I, am, I love you, and I'm praying for you today. Hopefully yeah. this is encouragement. That's like, my goodness, this is... That's awesome, because uh, I got a text from my wife before, and I said, I am about to do the do the podcast with Steve, and she said, said sweet. Praying. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't get three paragraphs, but I got a couple words, which is awesome. Yeah, she's so she's at her work right yeah. now, so that's all she had. Amazing. But just knowing that you've got that person in the in your corner with you, we right? count our blessings, brother. Hey, yeah, great. It's so grace on grace that is undeserved, that. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're down to the last question, right. and I know you you kind of ran me through it beforehand, yeah. and I think it's it's a fantastic one. But uh, the idea here is if you could press a button mm-hmm. and put a piece of knowledge into every believer's head. Mm-hmm about discipleship specifically, mm-hmm. what is it that you would want everyone mm-hmm. to just to grab a hold of and, and trust and know and, and have as part of who they are? Uh, the, the thing that comes to my mind almost right away, Steve, is something that the Lord has been impressing on my heart in the last three months. Um, and maybe I'll just, I'll just set it up with a quick story. I was out in Toronto yeah. um, two and a half weeks ago for some meetings and um, at a board uh, and one of the board members, a young guy, he's probably in his um, early 30s. Uh, we, we were up outside of Toronto, so driving back, and he said, I'm catching a flight on out of Toronto in, in the evening. Can I, would you have an hour to spare? Mm. So I met in the lobby of, of the hotel I was staying at, and we chatted. And um, I'll be honest, I was tired, and I did it because I knew it was a good thing to do. Yeah. But, man, I'm so glad I did because when I was done after that hour, my heart was soaring yeah. being able to spend time with this guy who was asking questions and in, in, a tr- in a very true sense was looking for some direction. So I was able to come along as a guy who's probably 20 years older than he is, maybe yeah, yeah. 30 years older than he is, and um, just walk through some stuff with him, ask some questions. Mm-hmm. The light bulb came on. 
And at the end, so this is, this is sort of where I'm tracking, at the end I said, Jan, I said, um, the stuff that we've talked about, who do you think you could share this right. with? Who, who, is there somebody in your purview right now, somebody in your world mm-hmm. that may have similar questions that something that the Lord has now impressed on your heart, you could take and pass that on to somebody else? Right. And I, I think of Paul telling Timothy in 2 Timothy, listen, the stuff that I teach, go teach to other guys. Yeah. And if there's be, if there'd be one thing, it would be when we are discipled or when we disciple someone, uh, we must emphasize the fact that it doesn't stop with you or with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop here. Totally. God now has done a gracious work in my life, and I in turn need to pour that into somebody else with the cave caveat yeah. that you now pour that into somebody else down the road as well. And so it's 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 almost I envision I, I kind of think of it as like one of those infinity mirrors, you know, those yeah, yeah. those eighties, nineties <laughs> yeah. bathrooms that you go no. into and you turn the mirrors a certain way and it's like, yeah. man, I can or, see myself. Every Netflix horror movie has <laughs> yeah, right. So you see you see yourself way down there and it's it's in that sense, that's what discipleship should should be yeah. that that the person I'm discipling then turns around and disciples another person who will disciple another person and on and yeah, on and yeah. on. I'm going to tell you something. If if we were if we were to press in on that in the church, and we're we're really serious about let's grow in our walk with Jesus and our love for Him and mm-hmm. and allow the Spirit to transform us into His image. Now you do that with somebody else so that they would do it with somebody else. Yeah, I do think the landscape of our churches would start um, shifting pretty quick. I think it was uh, discipleship essentials. Uh, with Ogden, I think it's the okay. author. Okay, yep, yep. I'm pretty sure he's the guy. He wrote a thing, and I, I remember, I obviously don't remember who wrote it, but he took the world population mm-hmm. at the time of Christ mm-hmm. with the 11 disciples that right. were left, and if they had have all just made one disciple, yeah. or from the, five, sorry, the 500, yeah. the biggest number that we yeah, had, yeah, and yeah. then you get the 3,000. At, at who in turn make disciples. Who, who in turn make, make yeah. disciples. It was something like if they did that exponentially one one person a year, like yeah. one person, disciple one person a year, yeah. it was something like in 20 years it's, the entire world population incredible. is done. Master plan of evangelism by Coleman. Yeah. Same sort of same, thing. Same idea. Same and so idea. I, I think that that's the whole idea. It's like we, um, you said something that you should say. We're not like... Yeah, we, yeah. We're not a cul-de-sac. We're not a cul-de-sac. Yeah. We, we aren't, we aren't, it doesn't end here. No. It carries no. on. It's a highway, man. Yeah. We got to get to the next town and... And keep doing this. Yeah, that's so. the that's the I use that example lots in in youth my youth pastoring days is telling kids like when you hear the evangelistic message and you respond, yeah. you're not a cul de sac. Yeah, yeah. There's there's got to you know if you don't have it if you don't have a clear way out, you find the back alley to the next road. Totally. Like, you find the next person that needs to hear this gospel message. The water needs to keep flowing. Yeah. Otherwise, no, it's called the Dead Sea. Yeah. And then the other like the other image that I've always used is like. Um, for this kind of communal aspect of it is the line of dominoes, right? You yes. line up the dominoes yeah. to fall, but if yeah. you pull one out, it stops. you run the risk of it stopping, yeah. right? Exactly. So if you decide to hold on to the the head knowledge yeah. and it never really penetrates the heart, it doesn't really actually flow yeah. out of you, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we cut off that whole... You know, this yeah. is this is the vine and the branches. We oh. we literally cut off branches. Exactly right. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's yeah. a crazy yeah. bit. 
So that's pretty good. I uh, I'm pretty happy that I asked you to come on, and you get to be the the first. The, the I don't even know what I'm really calling this. It's yeah. probably going to come out on Saturdays, yeah, okay. uh, and we're going to add some more people uh, over the coming weeks. It might not be every week, just based on schedules. But uh, excited to have you with us. I know that uh, I have benefited from specifically your ministry. We've kind of bumped paths for quite a while. Yeah, we um, yeah. But now we're in the same place, and, and it is a joy to uh, to literally work in the same part of the vineyard with you. And, and it's been a uh, delight, Steve. I yeah, think. yeah. So hopefully we get lots more time. But uh, mm-hmm. so thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time.